So thank you, Storm and Jordan, for coming down today. And I think a good way to start off would be for you guys to tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to the places you're at creatively. Okay, um, my name's, as you know, Storm Thompson, um, and I'm a sub-editor at Gaudem magazine and a radio host at Westside Radio, and I started at a radio station in Essex um, called Funky Essex. I love um, that name. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the biggest sort of urban and dance community radio station. And working with Gaudem, I, I first applied for the role as political editor. I had no experience as an editor before, and I didn't get that, um, mm. probably because I didn't have <laughs> much experience. But because they liked my enthusiasm, and I was still like, oh, if you want me to do any other work for you, I'm happy to sort of like work for free. or just I just wanted to get in there and yeah. do something. So they liked that, and they said, how about you apply for a role as a sub-editor instead, which is sort of just slightly below, but you still in role as an editor. Yeah. And then I got that, and then I've now been there for nearly two years. So that's interesting, just kind of throwing yourself out there. You're not really hiding behind or using... A lot of times people kind of use the fact that, oh, I don't have experience, they're not going to pick me, but you were just mm. very like, you know what, it's about putting yourself out there. Well, yeah, definitely. And be prepared to work for free. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So even all, a lot of that, when people start out creatively, it's important for them to know that as much as you love what you do, maybe until you reach a certain point in it, you're going to have to have something else to kind of keep you going. And there's no shame in that, but experience eventually ends up compounding. And with that experience, you could then turn that into something that is paying your bills. Yeah. So that is really, really interesting. So Jordan, how about your start into modelling? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've told this story like too many times already, but I was working in door-to-door sales at the time when I moved back to London, um, just because it was like the first job that would take me. I applied and pretty much got it the next day. Um, and I happened to meet like the loveliest woman, Debbie, if you're listening. As well. <laughs> if not, then it's good to put her name out there anyway, because yeah. I owe her a lot. Um, and she was just basically like, almost like taken back by me and like she was like you you need to do modeling and I was kind of a bit unsure you know had you never thought about it before I had never thought about it really never never in my life did I think it was something that I was going to do um I was very interested in like business and and admin at the time like I thought I would just work office job um but I kind of got told it by a few people around about that time um and I really started to think okay maybe you know, maybe I'll give this a go. Um, Debbie, bless her, she got her friend to take some pictures of me and to send them to some of her friends. And I got booked on like a tiny temper video like a week after or something. And that was the first thing I ever did. And I thought, okay, I could get used to this. I could really get used to this. <laughs> I just, I, I guess I didn't really think it was possible. Um, I had never seen a person with albinism as a model before, I get that there was Sean Ross, yeah. but without being in the industry, you don't really hear about these people. Um, so I hadn't heard of him, and people kept saying to me, "Oh, Sean Ross, this Sean Ross," and um, I looked him up, and I was very inspired by him as well. Uh, so I've decided to, I don't want to say follow in his footsteps because we're both different, um, but almost take a similar sort of journey that he's taking to normalise albinism and stuff like that. So the thing that really inspires me is the fact that you use your opinions 
as a way to drive your work forward in your careers. Was that a conscious choice in the beginning? Did you kind of think, you know what, my opinion and what I stand for is going to be a strong part of my work, or did it kind of just fall into it, essentially? Um, well, for me, um, when I decided I wanted to get into sort of journalism and presenting, I, I felt like I want to, whether I'm interviewing an, an up-and-coming up rapper on my radio show, whether I'm interviewing a particular community for an article, I always want to uplift marginalised voices. Being a black woman, I'm marginalised twice, almost. And I know how that feels, and I just want everyone to feel heard. So whatever I do, whether it's through radio or through writing, I just want to give people a space to talk. Normally, they're not really given spaces to talk. It feels like there's a message deeper than just yourself. With the internet, there's an opportunity to really talk about what you're interested in, especially in this day and age there's a backlash and a cancelled kind of generation where if you talk about yeah, something that people culture. do not agree with you're cancelled <laughs> so do you kind of feel a bit fearful when you do stand up for yourself or even speak out about certain things I feel like you're less fearful than me there's certain things you, I don't think you can be like I, I admire Storm for her like honesty and opinions on stuff of course like being a journalist and a presenter it's kind of them industries where you're allowed opinion a little bit especially with modeling industry they very much like you to be a look and just a look one of the reasons I even got into it after being told was that I thought I could make change can't really make much change by being quiet I decided to speak out on my experiences and call people mm. out for stuff as well, you know, if, if I, yeah, or, or, yeah or I used like, like my social... called out agencies and stuff like that. I've called out agencies, called out brands, or, you know, I'll call out individuals even if it comes to it. Um, not in like a nasty way, but if I feel like what you're doing needs to come to light, then I'm going to do it. I like, if I see something that I don't think is right, I will call it out or speak, speak about it. But then sometimes I have to I feel like I have to be a bit careful because or make sure that I know all the facts about that subject before being quick to say something. Okay, a good example was, you know, when Radar Radio, it sort of basically got cancelled by everyone. <laughs> yeah, it got shut down. Yeah, um, because, time. yeah, there were lots of issues with how people were paid, how they treated women there, and people making, like, claims about sexual abuse, things like that. And everyone was like, oh... I'm leaving Radar Radio and I'm cancelling Radar Radio. And I had to make sure that before I say something, in sort of see, I don't want to seem like I'm jumping on a bandwagon. I made sure, have I read all the facts of the story before I just claim to not be part of Radar Radio anymore? And I did, and then I decided, no, actually, I do want to say something. And I remember I wrote like a long Instagram post on my story about it, but it was one of the rare times that I sort of decided to stand up for something that everyone seems to be, that's popular to stand up against at the time. Yeah, is that a fear? Because I know, especially with the internet and social media, there's always something to kind of be mad at and is it pretty much about picking what you're mad at because a lot of the times we kind of see people that are mad at one thing and they're mad at another thing but then it kind of contradicts the fact that they're mad at this thing because now they're mad at that thing I think it's annoying what you're being mad about like do you know all sides of the story as much as you possibly can like 
think it's just yeah doing doing your research basically it's hard because even though we're on social media essentially and it's, a, it's an annoying word but all the brand essentially once you yeah. put your profile up there your face is there your livelihood have you ever felt kind of conflicted where you're passionate about something but then you think about okay if i say something on a certain level about it would that affect potential job opportunities or do you kind of stand within your ground of if i think it's wrong and i feel that passionate about it i'm going to then say it on the public platform i don't think you can really pick and choose if you have a direction that you actually want to go in then obviously you'll speak on topics that kind of affect that there are loads of like bandwagon people nowadays who will just talk about topics that are trending it's not really ever been something that i've done I, I do kind of steer away from it a little bit like Storm but mm. I would never like not say something because I'm worried that a brand won't work with me because mm. I don't want to work with that brand anyway if yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. support me for who I am and my views you know what I mean I don't want to be made to look sort of like contradictory like for example you know the whole R. Kelly abuse scandal I've deliberately not said one single even though I don't think it's right what he's done I'm totally, I'm totally mm. against it but I've deliberately not said one thing about it on social media because I don't want to be caught maybe listening to, I don't know, oh, someone else that's got... Or he's produced the song that he yeah, produced and then, or he and then people saying, oh, yeah. but you said, yeah. agree with that, but you're listening to that. Or did you know this person's an abuser too? And then it's like, I don't have anyone to listen to. And especially sort of being quite close to the music industry with radio, I've just decided not to say anything. But then at the same time, I feel like I don't want to be seen as ignorant. But also I yeah. think there's no point saying, you don't have to say you something to prove... Yeah. You don't owe it to anyone, I suppose. Exactly. Like, there's lots of opinions that we all have that we don't share with the world as well mm. there's always going to be low I only share ones that is like linked directly to like you said my my brand if mm. I don't feel like it's related to my brand I probably won't speak about it even if mm. I have an opinion on it if you know that by saying something about you know a popular topic that everyone feels they have to say something about if you know it's not necessarily going to help anyone or make a difference then what's the point of saying it that's very true and also one thing as well when you do kind of speak out I know you're part of Galdam you have a modern agency and you've got other connections and as you work in, as a part of a team do you ever get comments from people within your team that say hey that comment that you said online it, it's never come back to me so far when even signing with my agency I discussed loads of personal things and like what I wanted to do. So they know that you're. They always knew I was like this outspoken guy who's doing it for the cause anyway. So for them to then sign me and be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. It's actually like contradictory of them. You need that going in. Yeah. So you need to find the person who represents you well. Some agencies might be funny about it and make you take stuff down. Why? You got to think about why. Like, is money the most important yeah, thing? Yeah, then you've is got to that... think, are they even the right agency if they want to sort of try and... Shut down your opinions? Yeah, yeah. Just for, like, the sake of a few pounds sometimes. Like, <laughs> some people aren't, aren't just doing this for the money, do you know what I mean? There's a, there's a bigger picture for a lot of people, and yeah. that goes without, like, working with brands or anything. Mm. Yeah, what about you, Storm? Do you get any comments from the Galdem team or any of the um, radio station? I would never say something that sort of is not in alignment with, say, Galdem's views because my views are naturally in alignment with their views, which is why like, I decided to work with them in the first place. Sometimes I feel like, say if I'm drunk or something, I'm on a night out, and you might say something that might be like sexist, stuff like sexism, it's all in our music, it's very like sort of ingrained in us. Sometimes I think, oh, what if I recorded something and it, I sort of slipped up? I wouldn't want to be seen like that. I just think you just got to be careful and just be self-aware. Definitely yeah. It's made me, working for a place like Galdem has made me more self-aware because you're not just saying things, you're, just, you're thinking about them before and thinking how it can affect or offend somebody. Definitely because 
even in the area of social media, having an opinion, it feels like everyone wants to be the voice of reason. For yourselves, what tips would you kind of give if you have to break it down in like a little guide? By all means, include personality. I have a, I have a laugh and a joke on social media quite a lot. I don't know, because I work for a YouTube show and they really conditioned us into this like social media stuff. Stuff like not drinking excessively or promoting drinking in your stories, like no drug use, even watching your language and stuff like that. Just to kind of, really? uh, yeah, just to kind of err on the side of caution when it comes to working with brands and brands not wanting to work with you because you promote the wrong message. So there are little things like that. But what they said to us is, if you have to think about it or if you have to ask, like, don't do it, would it. You, yeah, yeah, you probably, what, you probably don't do it. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good kind of line to use. It's yeah. true. Mm. Um, well, actually, I remember when I started um, university. So on my multimedia journalism course. We were told to be aware of social media as journalists. I don't post anything that I would be ashamed of showing, like, say, a future boss. But then I have to ask myself, if I really feel like that post, whatever it is, is actually a part of me, but I feel like I still wouldn't be able to show them, then do I even want to work for that company in the first place? With Galdem and my and Westside Radio, I don't feel like I have to sort of watch what I post. You're I feel like... Yeah, and the things that I shouldn't be posting, I don't want to post anyway, so, like... Mm don't know anything that sort of offends groups of people so I, I know Storm's stories personally I, w- <laughs> I watch crazy, them man. all the time <laughs> and it's just personality it's very much an extension of who she is in real life and I think that's what your, your social media presence yeah. should be as well like I don't think I mean obviously we might choose to not share certain parts of our life yeah which but, is you know Totally okay. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're a human being. You've got things. You don't want to show family. All that stuff is fine. You've got to have some yeah. personal time. Some of family. course. Yeah. And I, I think just yeah, as long as you're keeping it real with yourself mm-hmm. and um, following like a few guidelines, you can't really go too wrong. Yeah, that's fair enough. And also, just to kind of give the viewers some ideas about how we met. I remember we went to a few events, and that's where we yeah. kind of saw you guys. <laughs> the we G- each other. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, how are you? Yeah. It was meant to be. Yeah, literally. So one topic I did want to ask you guys about is navigating the London social scene. How do you guys do it? Because I know there's so much people that their biggest fear with creativity is the networking. Mm. They might have all the skills, they might be the perfect candidate, but they don't know anyone. They don't go outside their bedroom and they're just glued to their phone. We're both kind of very outgoing people anyway. Yeah, but I think quite social, quite sociable. Yeah, but like <laughs> use what you have around you. If you, yeah. you know, if you do stay at home all the time and you're always on your phone, then you can reach out to people on social media. I actually met Storm through but social yeah, media anyway. Really, I would have assumed that you guys met at like an event somewhere. No, well, no. Really mad, huh? <laughs> well maybe the first time in, in real life. Yeah, but before that, but, we yeah. were friends on, on Instagram. So. Literally, he, he reached out to, after... I did my first ever podcast. Jordan heard it because there was clips on social media and then he reached out to me and we were both sort of interested in like uplifting marginalised people. I was inspired, yeah. Yeah, and we thought, how can we work together? We had that first meeting and then we ended up going to loads (laughs) of events together. It's actually a bit formal, like the first time we (laughs) met. Yeah, first was pretty formal. (laughs) (laughs) Got our notepads and everything, we like made a little plan. (laughs) And then I was trying to work out, because I been at university so whereas you'd been in London working it was only last year that I moved to London and I wanted to know how can I actually like network basically yeah. where are all the places to network where where is everyone in real life like, I just have them on Instagram and then he said that there was like events every week there's a lot yeah because of your your modeling you get invited to a lot of things Jordan started inviting me to these events have some free drinks and <laughs> I mean like, 
Yeah, it is. The free drinks, they can help with the networking as well. Going back to your question, I mean, probably don't try and overdo it if yeah, you're you trying to network. Yeah, you be careful, though. It's easy right. to get excited by, like, you know, what's around you and just, like, drink loads just because it's there. But you've got to, like, still be coherent or else you can't actually remember names or you yeah, don't want to be that drunk person in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I'm the worst with names, to be honest, <laughs> and faces, which is really not great. Um, but I think, a lot, yeah, a lot of the events that we go to can be invite only but that doesn't mean like there's not stuff out there that yeah. you can do anyway um the best way to meet like-minded people is to go to things that you're interested in if you're interested in art go to a little gallery exhibition yeah. like a little opening or something like that it can be hard to approach people sometimes you know it's very clicky london a lot of oh, oh yeah, you're scared yeah. though like everyone's yeah. human isn't it yeah. so how would you go about let's say there was like a group like to the right of you the left of you and they work at the dream place that you'd like to intern at, how would they go in and break the ice with them? Or would you suggest not to? What would be, if you had to role-play it, what would you suggest that person does? It was like one of those role-playing games, you know? We've been in that situation. Like, I remember what event, I can't remember what event it was. No, I can't remember. But I saw Novelist. Yeah. And I was, this was one of my first kind of events. And I said to Jordan, like, oh my God, there's Novelist. Like, I want to sort of introduce myself because I do radio as well. So I like meeting artists in the music scene. But I was kind of scared. And then he was like, no, go on, Storm, just, just do it. And then... I went up to him, had a little conversation with him, and actually ended up speaking for longer than expected. Oh, really? And then afterwards, I was like, it's fine. Like, they're just people. Just say hi, just be genuine, and just people aren't that scary. They're just. Yeah. I mean, you've got to remember, not everyone's going to have time for you at the end of the day. Um, and it's, it's often not personal. Like, some people can have things going on as well that you might not see from the outside. Mm. Um, don't be scared or disheartened by that. And if for whatever reason you yeah, do they might find be it hard a rough day, like. yeah we all have it like sometimes you know even even myself as hard as it is to believe <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm, yeah i could be like that um i think a trick that i use sometimes if i'm feeling like especially nervous just count back from free and then just do it and that works with like almost everything i think just count back from free just jump you know. Let's do it. Yeah, because yeah, even for me, when I was a bit younger, going to events and wanting to speak to people, I'd have like business cards. And the thing yeah. that always get me nervous is I just want to just give the cards. Yeah, so just I'll just think about the end result. <laughs> I'm like, okay, as long as I give my card, everything's yeah. okay. But I think sometimes, like you said, if you just go in and you genuinely just speak to them, you kind of yeah. decrease the anxiety levels a little bit. If you just think about the end goal, it's okay, I want the email or I want a job, then that's just putting too much pressure yeah. on you. You're going to make it awkward for them because you're just expecting so much from them already on the first think, encounter. Oh, yeah. oh, here's another one, you yeah. know. Yeah, also, so. It makes you more memorable to them. If you've had a conversation with them rather than just handing a business card, you know, like you've actually created a bond already. Yeah. Build, building a rapport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sales term, but. Still. <laughs> oh yeah, using your old sales experience. Yeah, no, sales actually really helped me yeah. with that as well. Really yeah, that'd be interesting. How, what tips did you learn from sales that you kind of apply on the day to day? Definitely, like the building rapport thing. They taught you almost like how to build rapport out of nowhere. So, like mm. the three things that they mentioned: family, occupation, recreation, and they're three things that generally you'll want to speak about one of them. You might need to kind of figure out which one it is. Mm. Some people might not want to speak about family. Um, more time when we go to events is 
recreation or what you do for work. Yeah, then people kind of light up, like, oh, I'm actually, I do this and yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't want to say you see a use in someone else, but it's like, yo, if you're a photographer and I do modelling, for example, yeah, like, yeah, why can't we... Yeah, there's a way, there's a link. There's a crossover. That's yeah. the direct link, and then we can talk about, you know, someone who's modelling will know a little bit about photography and has met photographers before, I suppose, and had to interact with them. That's a way to kind of bridge the gap. So essentially just allowing yourself the time to kind of go to events, be human, don't try and be this business person handing out business cards, you know, have your views and opinions, but don't be too extreme with them. You're not trying to be like the next dictator or anything. <laughs> and just like keep it, you know, keep it nice and classy. I think, yeah, it's just about going with the flow. So, you know, if you have the idea that comes into you that, oh, I want to approach that person, go with it like don't stall but then if it doesn't end up happening if you like physically don't end up seeing that person goes off into another room and you don't yeah. see them again don't be disheartened about it either yeah because it's not the end of the world i remember a lot of times where i'd be like okay i'm gonna approach that person i would like mm. talk myself up and then i'd just see them exit i'm just like no, that moment's gone now <laughs> if only I had spoken to them all these other yeah. it's like it's okay you gotta breathe in breathe yeah. out it is about catching them at the right time as well yeah. you know sometimes people are really in the zone or they'll be dancing and having a good mm. time and you don't want to you don't be like, hey, <laughs> can I talk to you? You don't be like, if that you feel like person. it's really not right, if you feel like you're actually invading their space <laughs> or you're, and it's you're not suitable, yeah. then that's just not the right time, and maybe you'll see them again. And probably will. London's quite small. Definitely. Like. Oh, London's <laughs> very small. Yes, <laughs> that's very true. I really did want to ask about some of the stuff you guys have coming up because I know a lot of the times you kind of do the the things that you have to do to get by? Definitely stuff I've dabbled in. I tend to just, like, modelling is kind of my main thing right now. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that I get a chance to, to raise awareness for albinism, which I'm very passionate about. A lot of brands, because I'm so outspoken, I think, give me the chance to talk on subjects as well, which is really good. But I guess coming up, well, I tried working, like, a nine-to-five and doing it. Didn't work. <laughs> tried it a few times still not working so like i tried doing like little agency work you know kind of where they offer you oh can you do thursday through monday or whatever um and things like that kind of work i also do like extra work for films which is just like very much like background acting um it's long days kind of tedious again very flexible fits around like the modeling quite nice and i've always been a hustler as well like i do whatever i need to do to really make my rent i think <laughs> But you have to, don't you? Yeah, you really have yeah, to. Yeah. But no choice there. So what about you, Storm? For the last, since I was 14, I've always done sort of hospitality work. So waitressing and stuff like that. I'm finding it quite draining now. So obviously hospitality is completely, in a completely different field to the media. I want to have like sort of my hustle sort of more in line with what I do. Yeah. Jordan was actually the person that told me to get into sort of TV extra work and things like that. And I've applied to a modelling agency. Ooh, which, I love that. Um, got through to the second stage. Oh, yes. That's Congrats. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. So just something like, I don't necessarily want to do modelling. I still am interested in fashion. I'm still interested in like visuals. So it's in more alignment with my field until I start making sustainable wage from sort of media related work. I'm going to give modelling and sort of TV extra work a shot and pay my phone bill, yeah. things like that. So I think, yeah, it's good to have something that's more in alignment with what you're, where you want to be. Sometimes when you do the TV extra work, you, you never know who, who you're going to meet there because they might be doing the same thing as you. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. And there's always like this this chance. I mean, however slim it is that they're gonna pick you out and they're gonna be like, "Yo, can you say this line or something?" Yeah, like, you guess me yeah. that famous line, that one. That big break. That like, big close. I'm just like, "Hello." Yeah, yeah. It's more fun to me than working a job that I have no yeah. no interest whatsoever. But then having saying that, like, I do try and find the positives. Like, for example, I don't, I do not aspire to be a bartender. Yeah. But it's good just being able to speak to anyone. And customer service is not just for restaurants and bars. And so, yeah, I try and sort of look at the positives and think, I can just practice just talking. Yeah, just transferable talking to skills, yeah. Yeah, not being afraid to just sort of have a conversation with someone that I'm serving. And, you know, when I look it up like that, I end up having a good day anyway. Yeah. I still don't love it, though. But it's better <laughs> than sort of moping around like, oh, I don't want to be here. I should be in a studio right yeah. now. And so, oh, yeah. you know, and sometimes I even make contacts like that just by talking, just communicating with people. Yeah, communication is actually is so important. I think it's great because a lot of people don't talk about the fact that they do something else on the side. So a lot of the time, especially on like social media, everyone sees the kind of like the highlight reel, and yeah, it's definitely. nice to, to oh, know. You'll see me in my apron at work. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's because true. I want to show other people that no, it's not perfect. I'm not. I'm not living off my radio work wages. Community radios don't get paid, but it's an amazing stepping stone to get to national radio, which pays well. But I want to be honest about the journey. I can't have people sort of aspiring to be like me if they don't know the truth of what it takes to do whatever I do. I remember I was on Instagram and I saw this um, photographer that, you know, she's signed and she's really good at what she does. And she actually put a screenshot of her online banking and she was in like a negative 2000. And she was like, everyone that thinks that I'm like this really great, amazing photographer that's famous, look at this. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. It's during three days. Goodbye. And she was like taking a social media break. But... I, I really respected that. Not yeah. that people have to be that honest, yeah. but it's important to know that even though you guys do amazing work, maybe it's not the full-time thing or the you're not making a million pounds, but some people actually really compare themselves aggressively mm-hmm. to people they see, and you can't compare yourself aggressively to someone you actually don't know their reality. Exactly. I think we all compare ourselves to others. Yeah. And it's something that I've been trying to like avoid Same forever, here. but yeah. we still like subconsciously like, are doing it's like it. It's a magnet, yeah. And yeah, there's been times where I've been flat out broke, like where like I actually like, you know, how am I going to pay for stuff this mm. month? Um, and it is, it really, it can get to you. But if you're really doing something that you're passionate about that you actually want to do, then you'll work through it and you'll find a way to make it work. In part two, Storm and Jordan talk about self-help, the processes they use to stay on track, and much more. Thank you for listening to Along the Lines podcast, hosted by myself, Shanika Johnson-Sims, and produced by Raphael Bomansari.